story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew, calling in. Um, <laughs> this is episode 152, and we're talking our top five favorite 90s shows. Yeah. Uh, Non-Nickelodeon. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't uh, specify that, but I kept Nickelodeon out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the whole goal okay. here is to look at stuff yeah. we haven't looked at a million times. Yeah. Um, this was a suggestion brought to us by Lauren Gilbert on Instagram, <laughs> so we really appreciate that, especially, you know, considering we're just kind of trying to figure out what to do here. Are, uh, are you staying safe in your home? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm pretty safe. <laughs> I've felt okay, um, you know. I've gone. I've ventured out a little bit, but okay. I didn't. I didn't notice anybody um, looking really sick or anything. Yeah, yeah. I've gone for a nightly drive to to monitor how many people are out and about. It's gotten less. It's gotten less each night. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I have to. I I I do drive around like just kind of judging. Like, what are all these people doing out? <laughs> um. Uh, the uh grocery stores have been kind of emptied. I don't know if you've yeah. had that experience. I, I'm sure weird. I'm sure there was like a huge I think there was a huge rush last week and now it's like yeah. you know kind of uh, people are weary. Um, yeah. 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 I, we have a we have a grocery pickup so I've been doing that. Uh, oh. Like they'll just put it they'll just put it in your trunk this way you don't have to go in. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, weird, weird stuff. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking to a whole bunch of people. We'll start with Andrew and I's list, but we're also going to be talking to uh, Chris and uh, Kevin and Jocelyn and Max and Melissa and Jason. Um, um, so we're going to try to talk to as many people as possible, get their feel on uh, 90s TV that is not in, not Nickelodeon. Um, I I told you guys, when I, when I asked people to do this, I sent out a basic rule. Uh, the rule, hold on, let me read it here, is that the show doesn't have to debut in the 90s, but the majority of its run has to be in the 90s. So it could, could have started in the 80s, um, but as long as it ran mainly in the 90s, it's eligible for the list. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah okay. I think so. Uh, primarily, like, yeah, the bulk of it is a 90s show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll... I think that's the only criteria. Otherwise, it's wide open. Uh, just couldn't be on Nickelodeon. Um, do you wanna Do you wanna start with your number five? Yeah, um, I actually got this down to like seven that I think are definitive, like ninety shows. Oh, I mean, okay. that's that's better than uh, I did. <laughs> do you want? Uh, do you want to hear my seven and six, or uh, do you want to hear those as close calls? Yeah, we'll do those as close calls. Okay. Well, my number five is Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I debated it back and forth whether it was going to make the top five, but um, it really is just such an uh, experience. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's so unlike anything else, I'm guessing um, David Lynch's clout at the time was the only reason why it got made. Yeah. Just like looking back now, it's like, how did this exist? Um, <laughs> Especially how, the, how did it exist on ABC? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I was just even thinking about like the opening sequence, how crazy it is. It's like a minute and a half of like panning through the town slowly um <laughs> it's just kind of crazy yeah um but it's such like it like transcend maybe i don't know if it's the first but the first that i can think of tv show that kind of i think transcended the uh medium yeah um yeah there was n- there there's just no way there is anything else quite like it um you know you're you're thinking that it's probably running against like uh, or running along with home improvement or uh, I don't know you, yeah. you know what I mean something something along those lines and then you turn on Twin Peaks um, yeah. so it just had to be a very surreal thing at the time for adults to be like wait what what is this television yeah. Yeah. I remember my parents talking about it and like um, actively trying to figure out who the killer was for the first season or so um, just uh, really great yeah yeah that that is a show i like it's it's not on my list it's not gonna be on my list but um yeah i don't i don't (laughs) it's a show that i struggle i've watched i've i've went through it two times i've watched it twice and that just i don't know i like it a lot but that has felt like enough for me um Mm -hmm. so it's not like my list is very uh dependent on like can i throw this on and just like be happy to watch it 
Yeah. Um, that is why I didn't get higher on the list, actually. It's, it's like, it is more difficult to rewatch than the rest of my list. Yeah. Okay. Um... All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna before I do before my, before I do mine, I'm gonna always do a Lauren's num- uh, list. So she sent uh, us yeah. her list. So her number five is Boy Meets World. Um, she uh, says it's one of the best non Nickelodeon kids shows in her opinion. Uh, so Boy Meets World, I, I have a feeling we may hear that come up at least one or two more times. Um, yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great show. I, I've, I uh, especially like the, maybe we've talked about this, but the finale of Boy Meets World, I thought was just like nailed it. Yes, very good. Um, And it's, I I think, probably the best of the TGIF bunch. I mean, I know some people might disagree, but I thought it was uh, the most watchable. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, Well, my number five is uh, not an American show. It's a a show from England. That'd be Mr. Bean. (laughs) (laughs) which ran from 1990 to 1995 um a show that really you know uh just i I wouldn't say i watch it a lot but i'd say every two to three years i'll rerun through it and it just holds up as well as it ever does um (laughs) do you have feelings on mr bean (laughs) the show uh i like i like it I thought it was very weird and funny as a kid, but um, I felt like half of it was just so depressing that I could barely stand it. <laughs> like, he was always getting treated so horribly by people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's I just never really viewed it that way. I mean, I guess I guess I always saw it as like an equal thing of. Um, Yes, people are not super nice to him, but he's also just highly yeah. inconvenient to people around him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do, uh, you know, there's a couple episodes I really love. I love when he's at the swimming pool and he wants to do the diving board. Uh, yeah. I never get tired of the parallel parking gag with his tiny car. <laughs> uh, when he's on the beach, do you remember the one where he's on the beach with the blind guy, but he doesn't know the guy is blind? So he's trying to figure out a way to get undressed for the entire episode, but he's afraid the guy will see him. <laughs> and at the, at the very end, you learn that the guy's blind the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember it specifically. Uh-huh. Um, the only one that it, like comes to mind is the New Year's one. Oh, yeah. Like, he's yeah. in his apartment trying to get people to come over for New Year's. And, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So depressing. <laughs> a fun little trivia fact: a band I was in, uh, not not our band, but uh, a different band I was in with Kevin. Uh, one of the demo albums we made, we made, uh, we named after uh, one of the Mr. Bean episodes. The title of the album was, um, oh shoot, now I forget what it was called. <laughs> it's called Room Room Two Thirty Four. I forget. There's an episode of Mr. Bean where he's at a hotel. We named the album after that episode. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, number four. Oh man, four. Um, I finally landed on Frasier. <laughs> oh wow, I thought that'd be a lot higher for you. <laughs> um, there's just so many. There's just like a handful or so of these of ninety shows that I feel like are untouchable. That um, nothing else quite does. I don't know. Nothing else quite does it, but. Um, the re- the shows that are higher than it, I just feel are like 
like the pinnacle of these shows. But um, yeah. Frasier, I love it. Uh, it's hilarious. Just so well written and like, I don't know, but the jokes just like a lot of the times land really well, um, even now as I'm watching it. Like a lot of these ni- uh, 90s comedies, like I just feel, I don't know if people are trying harder or what the deal is, but some of the, just like the way the jokes are structured is feel so much more satisfying yeah. than um, a lot of this stuff now. I don't know. Yeah, I well I think the I think the sitcom format had existed long enough at that point where maybe like writers were really starting to figure out how to perfect it. Um yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh just like that art form had reached kind of a peak. I I don't think sitcoms yeah. will ever quite probably match the 80s 90s uh yeah. that height again because there's just so many other options, non non live audience options and um yeah. So yeah, I mean that is a show. You, who is it? You and Brett really? Brett loves it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I've tried it here and there. I, I my passion for it is not as strong as as your guys. I, I would I would probably be more prone to turn on Cheers, but uh, mm. but um, I I still like it. I still like it. I just maybe I just you know I have some time on my hands here. Maybe I should just really try to. <laughs> I don't know if you've tried to start it from the beginning, but there's something about, like, the first episode's kind of a downer, mm. but um, it ends, like, on an up note. But then something about that setup, like, really, I don't know, really makes the subsequent episodes come to life, hmm. I guess. Hmm. It just feels really real. Okay. Well, since our 1997 conversation, I have restarted uh, King of the Hill, which I've just been loving. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, from the, great. right from the start, it's great. Um, it is. It really is. Uh, King of the Hill, we should say, is not eligible for this list as uh, the majority of its run was actually in the 2000s, which is weird to think about. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um, Lauren's number four is 90210. Uh, she said she rewatched it <laughs> recently, and it still holds up in her opinion. This is a show that I'm not even going to claim to like know anything about. or I mean, I know about it, but I, I don't think I've ever yeah. watched a full episode. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I remember it being like a big thing at the time, but mm-hmm. I think it was a little too mature for my yeah. taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I know there's, there's a whole lot of people out there who like that one. Um but, uh, okay, so that's her number four. Uh, my number four, I'd be shocked if it's maybe not on your list somewhere, but uh, my number four is The Wonder Years, uh, which it runs from 1988 to 1993. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how much more there is to say about it. I think we talked a lot about it on our um, Nick at Night episode. It's just there's something – there's a few shows, uh, like in the history of television, that feel – uh, so real that it's strange. Like this, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine that this is not actually a family, or that these are like not actually Kevin's friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you That's really, true. you really feel like you're like you're voyeuring on this family and like with these incidents, and um, it just really hits. It nails that tone maybe better than any show up to that point. Um, yeah, um, it really does feel real. Even the um, opening sequence, it's like, uh, it looks like a home video or something. Right. Um, just 
And it's got to be one of the first shows to use pop popular culture, like to use um, pop music, uh, like integrated mm-hmm. into the episode in a really seamless yeah. way, a way that's not distracting. Um, yeah, yeah. It did that really well. Um, so that's my number four. Uh, nice. Your number three? Yeah, my number three is the X Files. Mm-hmm. Um, we've discussed it a, a lot <laughs> on the show. Um, just really, um, man, at the time it scared the hell out of me. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. As a kid, um, the whole alien abduction plotline. Uh, but um, it's just, it's so creepy. It nailed it. It's maybe the perfect sci-fi like basically it's not an anthology but like has that like uh every week's kind of a different thing going on even if it's the same characters um man i just love it and to like i still love to go back and watch it um man so original like all the stories um, yeah if you were to tell so X-Files is kind of one of those interesting shows where it seems like either people are totally on board, have been since the 90s, just love it, or people like it are just like, nah, I just never, it never checked it out, never appealed to me. Um, Is there an episode where you really feel like, okay, if someone's going to experiment, because I think it's streaming, um, if someone were to experiment with X-Files, what episode would you say, like, here's a good one, just uh, you could jump in the middle here and watch it? Yeah, I think that to me, the things that maybe I love most about the series kind of all take place in um, the Jose Chung episode. Yeah, yeah, um, Jose Chung. I can't remember the exact title now. Yeah. Um, boy, that's great. It's like part lighthearted, but serious at times and mm-hmm. kind of scary. But yeah. man, I love that episode. Yeah, that Jose Chung is definitely a great one to start with if people are looking into it. I think it's uh, on Hulu if people want to maybe I thought it was on Netflix but I, I think it's definitely on Hulu right now um, yeah it's just so good Ugh. yeah well well, Lauren agrees with you it's Lauren's number three uh, uh, so nice. she, she had X-Files at three um, yeah and uh, I, 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 I'm gonna just go out of order here if it doesn't bother you a little bit um, it's my okay. it's my number two so I'm gonna I'm gonna just flip flip around here just so we can just keep sure. talking about it. Uh, it's yeah. it's my number two. Uh, it ran from uh, how long did this? Sh- I don't even know. 1993 to 1999, something like that. Um, I think it got into the 2000s. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, I yeah. think it was nine seasons the original. Oh right, two, right, right. Three. Yeah. So ended early 2000s, yeah. and then they got the reboot here, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Mulder, Scully, David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson, just yeah. the chemistry's undeniable. It never, be, you know, there's yeah. hints of romance, but they never, like, linger there too long. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you have, I guess you have your arc episodes, which kind of follow the conspiracy of alien life and trying to figure that out and the conspiracies of the government. And then you have your kind of, uh, what do you call them, your, monst- your monster a week episodes. Monster yeah, of the Week yeah. episodes where it's just kind of a strange case they have to solve. And uh, I love all of them, but I really love the Monster of the Week episodes yeah. where, um, you know, it's just a strange tale where Scully and Mulder are having to, um, you know, tackle it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, even if 
even if you're like overwhelmed by like, oh, this is nine seasons of one story, that's I think a misconception. Maybe try looking into some episodes that are just kind of fun one-offs. Uh, Jose Chung is one of those. Um, yeah, my, I would. My favorite, and it's a one-off, is um, Humbug, where they go to a freak show in Florida. Um, that is very good. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch out there to look. Home is probably the most famous episode. It's a really creepy one. Um, that's great. <laughs> Though I could see that turning people off if they just watch that episode. Yeah, don't start with home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, all right. So X Files is my number two. So I'll flip my two and three around here. Uh, what's your What's your number okay. two? Um, my number two is Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, hard to top that as far as the, the studio audience had come. Um, kind of like that to me felt like the pinnacle. Like, this is it. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching it pretty much nonstop since then. Yeah. Like reruns on TV. Like, yeah. It's almost become its own real alternate reality somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, like in my head. Yeah, it's like its like, own channel, its own reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're out there doing it right now, um, you know, in my mind. Yeah. They're still living those lives. More than ever, it surprises me that they didn't film that show in New York. It just, for whatever reason, yeah. they really nailed... <laughs> It, it seemed very important that they nail like living in New York as this kind of busy, crazy life, um, yeah. and so it just yeah it feels really uh, like you said like it never went away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, Lauren's number two is Home Improvement. Uh, she said yeah. she said JTT forever with the hard eyes emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want, like it. I wonder um, if he's still looking good. I, I like JTT twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he looks like now. Uh, were you a home, um, home Improvement fan? I watched it at the time, and then I revisited it like 10 years ago maybe, um, when it was on Naked Night. And I I feel like I actually like it more than I think I like it. Oh, wow, okay. Like I get, Like I get into it once I start watching it. If I'm not watching it, I'm thinking, well, maybe I don't like it that much. Like, who cares? But as soon as I start to watch it, I'm like, ah, I, I'm reminded of why this was on TV for so long. <laughs> yeah, and, and that everybody seemed to love it. Not just, like, some people. Yeah. Everybody watched Home yeah, Improvement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely remember liking it as a kid. Uh, the problem is I haven't revisited it since the 90s. Um, but that was a, that was a show that I feel like it was one of the rare shows where my whole family like sat and watched it. Um, you know, one of those shows where it appealed to young and old. So, um, yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, my number three, sorry, going a little out of order here, but back to three. And if it's your number one, maybe you can just jump in. I'm not sure. Uh, my number three is freaks and geeks. Um, man, I, I didn't actually count, but it seemed like it was pretty split between 99 and 2000. So yeah. I just like took that as an excuse to not do it. Okay. Um, but one of my all time favorite TV shows, as yeah. you know, um, it's a tough one too. Yeah, fantastic. It's a tough one too. Cause it's one season. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I put it in the middle of the list because it is, it's both a short run um, but it's like uh, a show that I feel 
changed me in some way that I I both felt like this weird connection to both the freaks and the geeks and um, it's just so funny it's still it's endlessly rewatchable Um, obviously the people who are in it have gone on to be like some of the biggest stars um, in the world so I think they just like they hit it was lightning in a bottle they just really you know Judd Apatow and Paul Feig were really (laughs) really just starting to get their uh, gears going yeah yeah um that is like in my mind that's perfect like yeah. every episode is perfect there's nothing wrong with it Correct. um yeah <laughs> i and i remember watching it at the time um like i caught on to it you know after it had been on for a few weeks or something and i uh it was on mondays by the time i watched it and i was like really into it like this is amazing and then, like, three weeks into me watching it, suddenly it's off the air. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was just devastated. Like, yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. The best thing I've ever seen has been canceled. Yeah. Um, but there was a there was a yeah. chan- there was a channel that luckily re ran them pretty consistently that I felt like we found. Yeah, that was great. Um, I think it was ABC Family. Yeah, for right, a while. Like, right. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that might have been actually where I didn't catch it on the original run. I think ABC Family is where I caught uh, it. Um, but uh, that's uh, I think it's streaming, and uh, that's absolutely a show that I think any of our listeners, oh. um, if you like Pete and Pete. I'd say, like, what, the closest yeah. connection might be Pete and Pete type of thing. Um, yeah, definitely. And you haven't seen Freaks and Geeks. you got to go back and watch that. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I love all of the shows we're talking about, but if you haven't seen that, like, that's the one yeah. to watch, I think. Yep, for sure. All right, uh, so we're at, we're to the big one here. Uh, what's your number one? Okay, um, this is, is a slight cheat. <laughs> Uh, you could argue, but um, I picked The Simpsons. No, I'm um, I'm okay with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, like the '90s are the '90s Simpsons are The Simpsons. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, like everything that came after that, pretty much, or like right around then, is just something else, kind of. Yeah. Um, and those '90s Simpsons are just incredible, still. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I rewatched it. I mean, I've rewatched them many times, but um, like on this latest rewatch, I'm like just looking at these jokes, and they're like, a lot of these jokes are like five layers deep, and every single layer is funny. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's crazy just how well uh, this was written. Well, and some um, of the some of the write some of the writers in the '90s go on to be like some of the funniest people. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Um, man, I still love to go watch it, rewatch it today. It still feels good. Um, and the stories, like somehow I've seen them so many times, but they still feel satisfying. Totally. Um, yeah. Just, I, and, and at the time, like as a kid, this was it. The Simpsons was just like the show for me for like, you know, five solid years of my life. Like that's the yeah. only thing it was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, def- so, definitely, yeah. I remember your... I mean, I love Simpsons, but you were, like, you know, you were the go-to guy of, like, oh, you gotta see this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, do, do you... Uh, 
do you want to share what your screen name was, your um, AIM screen name, since it's a Simpsons reference and oh, something? Yeah, I guess. Or, or, or do you, are you uh, are is it still active? <laughs> no, I don't think I've got any. <laughs> I'm not using it as passwords or anything. Okay, okay. Um, but it was party in my mouth. <laughs> um, uh, and that's from what? And well, actually, I realized uh, later that it's used in like a couple episodes. Oh, really? Um, in huh. season three, yeah. Okay. But for me, like, it was really um, Homer at the bat, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, <laughs> drinking Mr. Burns's tonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just cracks me up. Yeah, a, a real combination of the things we loved at that moment: Simpsons and Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, very good. Um, it didn't make my list because I was kind of like on the fence about it. I'm okay with it, um, but I was just yeah. never I, – I don't know how to describe it. I love The Simpsons. I don't seek it out, but I when it's on, mm-hmm. like if I just stumble into it, I'm so happy to just watch it. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just kind of in this like uh, – it's kind of like Twin Peaks where it's just kind of in this floating void of things I love but don't like revisit that often. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Lauren's number one was Seinfeld. She said no competition. Uh, period. <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm with Lauren. Seinfeld is also my number one. Um, yeah, nice. Yep. So as you said, I think it's just uh, this thing that has never gone away. Uh, even like yeah. you know, like during time periods like this, where I'm really stressed uh, a little bit about like the situation. Throughout yeah. the years, there's been these moments of like high stress for me, and for whatever reason, Seinfeld is kind of the thing I turn to. So besides watching King of the Hill right now, I've been watching just a ton of Seinfeld. Even if I'm not paying attention, it makes me feel good to have it on in the background. Um, yeah. I, and I there's just so few shows like that where whether I'm watching it or it's just on, it makes me feel like a little more safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does have a way of making fun of the world that feels really right right or something yeah yeah um so yeah seinfeld is one that uh, i i don't think i watched the whole original run i just definitely on board for the last couple years um but then you know tbs filled filled the <laughs> filled in the spaces for me and i bought all the dvds and now you can watch it's on hulu now um so seinfeld was my number one i'm sure chris will take exception but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure that's uh that's it um do you want to do close calls yeah yeah okay um so uh my number seven was wonder years you know, ah yeah discussed it great wait did you do your, your number um, and- oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you're going backwards yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my number six is Roseanne. Ah. I feel like <laughs> that may be the most controversial pick on my list, but um, man, it's just to me like that show um, kind of like defines what it was like being alive in the nineties. Yeah, like even watching <laughs> it now, it's just it's almost hard to watch because of how accurate it is it almost feels like part of your life kind of watching it um it's just crazy uh but it's like super well written and uh, it's not quite as like uh, light-hearted as some of these other shows but it's 
just got that like ultra nostalgic feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's one that was on in my house, but I never got super attached to. I liked it, but mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just missed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lauren's close calls were friends. Um, mm. Blossom. Yeah. Bobby's World. Uh, Gargoyles. Captain Ooh. Planet, and Power Rangers. Ah, those are some good ones. Yeah, some yeah. unexpected ones. Yeah. Uh, any of those in particular that you uh, have a fondness for or were close to, to yeah, you thought about? Uh, I really liked Gargoyles. Yeah. I watched that a lot. Um, that was really great. Like, I, I mean, it was Disney, I guess, so it makes sense now that it was better than the average cartoon at the time. Um, but that was great. Bobby's World I really liked. Um, and Power Rangers, I just remember watching it before school. Me too, yeah. And that kind of like really... Yeah, yeah, it was not ideal viewing hours, which is strange in retrospect that I liked it so much. But, um, yeah. all right. Uh, well, I had trouble narrowing down. I have a, I have five close calls here. Um, my number ten was uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, uh, which was, I think, a show I've mentioned on this podcast that I watched a lot with my dad, and just have a real. That's definitely a show that I think is both good, but I have like a nostalgic spot in my heart for yeah. um, watching that show. Um, yeah, it's great. My my number nine is Erie, Indiana, uh, which mm. is probably my favorite non um, non Nickelodeon kid show. Uh, it was a show that I felt like the most uh, was most made for me um, in in its kind of tone. Um, my number eight is. Uh, oh, let me, can I ask you something about your Indiana? Yeah. Um, I noticed as I was looking up shows for this um, that there was like a revival series for it like, a few years later. Oh, I never. Did you s- ever? No, I never saw that. that. No. Yeah. I'm sure it was bad. Weird. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, my number eight was uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Huh. Another Thanks. another show that if it's on. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll just <laughs> sit back here and, yeah. you know, there, there's just, I don't think there's an example of a Fresh Prince that isn't funny, which is kind of a testament. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number seven is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, yeah. Uh, any thoughts there? I, I, I thought about um, adding it to the list. I just, I don't know why I didn't. I, I did love that at the time. I still love it. It's great i guess it has like some misses you know the yeah. jokes aren't uh yeah. landing yeah. really well but it is great and very funny yeah yeah agreed and then my definitive close call was at my number five spot until today uh was mm. was kids in the hall oh yeah yeah uh, which to me was like um i think to me it was like my saturday night live before I really realized that Saturday Night Live was a thing that Americans watched, <laughs> and yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize Kids in the Hall was this Canadian thing that I only saw because Comedy Central had picked it up. Um, yeah. So it was like my first sketch show type of thing that I fell in love with, and I fell in love with the characters, and I still think those guys are just so funny. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, I remember that Comedy Central run and seeing it. Um, 
I feel like I was watching it when I was sick a lot. Like it was on during the day. Um, it was just, uh, it's great. It's yeah. so weird that I couldn't quite put it on my list, I guess. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a good pick. Um, well, I think, uh, do you have any Ferguson's? Um, I didn't pick any Ferguson's. I didn't either. Do you? No, okay. but but Lauren did. <laughs> oh, sweet. Do you want to hear her five? Um, at number five, she has Murphy Brown. (laughs) She she said, working moms love the show. (laughs) Yeah. I remember watching it at the time a little, um, but I I don't remember much about it now. Yeah. Uh, number four, Xena warrior princess. She said the TV was immediately turned off if this was on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of with her on that. I, I mean, I, I appreciate those action shows a little bit, but like that Conan, they were just kind of so cheesy. Yeah, that it was a little much. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, Conan, uh, the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, her number three is Everybody Loves Raymond, which she calls garbage. Uh, I agree. I got to agree with that. Oh no, no, I have a weak spot for Raymond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked it. Still uh, don't like it. Oh I like the mom. I like his parents the most. Yeah, yeah, they're really. Uh, good. But everybody else, I'm kind of like. Oh, yeah. not even um, what's his name, Brad uh, Garrett. Yeah, he's all right. I never really liked that shtick for his character, though. Yeah, all like right. the sad sack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her number two. You're not gonna like this at all. Uh, her number two is Frasier. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> I I, I kind of suspected um, it could be on there. Yeah, I can see people disliking it, but she calls it. Is there any, she calls it old people sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's time to look again. Give Frasier another chance for everybody. Give Frasier another chance. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. I feel like it's it's kind of has like a uh, King of the Hill effect. I feel like. Like, um, it looks really boring and dumb from the outside. Yeah. But as soon as you get into it, it's like, yes. Yeah. This is what I want. It moves a little slower. Like, it, in comparison to a 90s sitcom, it seems to move much slower. But that's not yeah. necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. And her definitive Ferguson is Melrose Place, which mm, she said, wow. <laughs> which she said, quit trying to be 90210. You're not. <laughs> I think both of those shows ran on Fox, so I don't know if they would have been really in competition. Or am I wrong? I don't know. They were in my head. They're kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Um, I I never knew much about them. Yeah. There's like levels of drama. You got like 90210, Melrose Place, (laughs) and then 15 on Nickelodeon. All right. Well, any other lingering uh, 90s TV thoughts besides... Did you have a favorite um, late-night show? Um, It was Conan, for sure. Conan, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I can't even think of another one that, like, competed with that. Yeah, okay. Um, You know what show I realized I didn't put on here, and now I'm, like, kind of panicking? Uh, Up, Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, yeah... That is great. Um, Boy, I just rewatched Bucket of Truth, and that is 
That's a banger. Um, so I would say probably that would probably knock Next Generation off my list, and uh, wow. it would it would probably like probably be my close call. Probably be six. Gee, yeah. I mean, I love it, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know you had that those kind of strong emotions for it. Oh yeah, I, I I've had those DVDs since college, and they are they're on they're on frequent play. Um, but all right, um, I just think it was uh, there was there was a certain amount of TV shows that were just like perfection during that time. Yeah, um, and I guess they're slightly different for everybody, but um, it, it it's like hard to pin down exactly what it was about that time period that produced this like certain type of show. Yeah, um, but I. I, and I'm trying to like compare it to now. Like I'm sure that I know there's a lot of good shows now. I've watched many, but they're not like sticking with me like these did. Maybe right. it's just because we were kids at the time. But yeah. um, I don't know. These just like have followed me throughout my life. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I think just the way the TV has worked up until like the last few years, where there was syndication and everybody had cable. Um, that yeah. you actually had a chance to like re fall in love with shows or rediscover shows, right? Without like cable, yeah. I never probably fall in love with King of the Hill. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a different time now where you just almost have to hope like someone recommends you to stream it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's rather, true. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to give a whole bunch of people a call and then um, we'll check back in with you at the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Hello. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Joey. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Just been talking to people about their favorite non-Nickelodeon shows from the 90s. Oh, that's exciting. As one does when they're trapped inside. (laughs) That's all people should be talking about. (laughs) After this episode, it will be. Uh, (laughs) um, So, do you want to just kind of go through the list here and we can chat about your picks? Yeah, that sounds good. Great. What was your number five? Well, so originally it was in no particular order, but as I went through episodes of each of each show, I realized there was a very obvious order for me. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my number five was Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay. Very nice. Uh, I guess go ahead and you can just... Uh... Well, I don't know that I appreciated it in the 90s, but as an adult, it is... It's so funny. John Lithgow is just magic on that show. <laughs> he really is. He is. He. I think he's such an underrated actor. He was so good on Dexter. He was oh great as a villain. Like so good and so. I mean, Third Rock from the Sun. It's just the whole concept of the show is hilarious. Yeah. French Stewart. I mean. French Stewart. You said it. A young, a young Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt, right? Or. Or as uh, my boyfriend refers to him as Gordon Levitt three names. <laughs> I found I found that out while doing research for this podcast. Oh, see, okay, so you're learning things about your significant other. You know, it's bringing <laughs> the world together. Um, so this is a show that you discovered after it's airing, but uh, yes, later. Okay, I can't say I I remember watching it here and there. Andrew was a big fan, but. Um, I, you know, I only know, like, I, I guess I maybe have to go back and watch this. You should. I think I think you would really like it. It's 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 very silly, but yeah. it's 
it's funny. Yeah. It's very funny. It hold it the humor holds up. Good. Okay. They they're aliens who report to um their master. A big giant head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what are they trying to do on Earth? Just kind of see, I think see how humans live. Yeah. Okay. And they just they they make a lot. They're they're just idiots. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Okay. I I I I'm not just saying this. I think I'm actually going to see if I can find it and watch it. You know, now is the perfect time to uh <laughs> It really is. <laughs> start a new show. <laughs> I'm sad to put down Seinfeld, but I guess I'll uh I'll watch some Third Rock. <laughs> Seinfeld uh, will always be there for you. It will. It will. Uh what's your number 4? My number 4 was Friends. Ooh, okay. I I debated putting it on cause, but there are many things about Friends that's very problematic. Yeah. Watching it now. Okay. But I can't deny that I loved it. Why, why deny it? You know, it's uh, it's one of those things that when you rewatch it and you realize like how many uh, pretty offensive gay jokes they make. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to admit that you uh, just turned a blind eye back then, but we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> we should have known better, but we didn't. Um, if you had to, if you had to rank now, I'm I'm a little more familiar with Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to rank the six Friends from your favorite to your least favorite, oh, that's a good question. Do you want some time to think? Oh, I think okay. I'm gonna go from my favorite to my least favorite. Okay. So I think it would be Chandler, Phoebe, Rachel. Joey Monica Ross. Okay, so why is Ross the worst? He is just the worst. He's a horrible boyfriend. <laughs> He's so boring. And the entire series, he cannot get over that his first wife is a lesbian. Let it go, oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. He's a. Doesn't he work with dinosaurs or something? He does work with dinosaurs. <laughs> and then he becomes a college professor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is all. And, right. like,. David Schwimmer is not an attractive dude, and he's constantly getting super hot women that he mistreats. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston was gorgeous back then. He should have been... He shouldn't have cheated on her. Let's just say that. Oh, no. He cheated on her? Well, Spoilers. You know, that's a big... <laughs> <laughs> that's an ongoing theme of the show is that he thought they were on a break. Yeah. And she did not. So they, they talk. They bring it up throughout the entire show. Oh, okay. But yes, he did cheat on her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Chan- you know, Chandler's your favorite. Oh, yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> I like Matthew Perry a lot. And yeah. He, he's just got that sarcastic brand of humor that I just really enjoy. Good. Yeah. I, I, I like him, too. He's kind of fallen out. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I certainly liked him in the 90s. Who was your favorite? I would say Phoebe, I guess, of like my limited exposure phoebe yeah. seemed to be the one that really cracked me up i mean it, it, you know it seemed like her and joey by design were supposed to be you know the goofballs yes but um you know she did it for me lisa kudrow is another one who's an amazing actress that i think is underrated yeah i i, I agree with you did you watch uh the comeback when she was on it the hbo show no i did see oh, some of those ones where she played funny. I saw some of those ones where she played like an online psychologist or something. Oh, I forget what that show's called, but that's also really good. Yeah, they were short, but they were funny. Yeah, she's she's very, very good. Yeah, I like her a lot. 
Um, it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to start a fan club. <laughs> it's strange that so many of them don't have a career right now. No, I feel like it's pretty much Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc, I think, had a show. Yeah, but supposedly he was very hard to work with. I think he got fired from it. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. He was, I should say, it was weird in the 90s to be named Joey. And then two, there was two. There was Joey from Friends, but there was also Joey from Blossom, the whoa, you know. Oh, yeah. I had had his poster on my wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, naturally. I think it was with the rest of his brothers, too. So yeah, so it was um, it was the Lawrence brothers and then the drummer from Hanson. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, apparently, I really liked a brotherly affair. <laughs> Makes sense. That was uh, it for me. All right, so Friends is your number four. What was your number yes. three? Number three would be Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, great pick. I, that show is so. I love true crime now, and I think that's what really yeah. like sparked my interest in it as a kid. It was like the original. Oh yeah, that Robert Stack with the trench coats down the rainy alleys. He'd scare. Yeah, he was kind of scarier than a lot of the stories. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and they just like when I was looking, <laughs> I, was, I watched a few episodes. They covered. A, they had an episode about chupacabras. Oh yeah, I the. They, the ones I remember the most were about aliens. They'd like have bright yep. lights shining through the window, and I remember as a kid just <laughs> being afraid of windows. <laughs> you know, the movie Bodyguard did that for me. It made me scared of windows. <laughs> yeah. The bad guy like watches Whitney Houston through a window, and I remember being like, oh, God, that's going to happen one day. <laughs> that's what I happens to adults. <laughs> uh, there, there was one episode of Unsolved Mysteries where this woman... She had kids, she was married the whole the whole nine yards, and then she like she gets sick and dies. And when her husband's going through her stuff, he finds a box of a ton of different ID cards and passports with different names. Oh. And it turned out that the name that he knew her as was not her real name. It was like a woman who had died 40 years before, and they never figured out who she was. Oh my gosh, I hate this. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I love like, it. It's, insane i think about it all the time it's insane could you imagine how long were they married like 10 15 years they had kids together oh my gosh and he just never never knew the name of his wife i hate it right (laughs) it's so good it is so good yes um i think that's streaming somewhere maybe i should check those out too i think it is i think it is and there was apparently a ton of different hosts uh, yeah, I think they went through some phases, but but none I mean, like stack. No, the the stack attack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, solid solid pick. So far, I don't you don't have one uh, that Andrew and I had. Okay, so what was your number three or number two? I'm sorry. Number two. My number two was Boy Meets World. Ah, yes, very good. I that show is so funny. Yeah. If I'm in a bad mood, there's one episode I can turn on and it will turn my mood around to this day. Which one is it? When um, Eric, he, him and his, I forget what his roommate's name was, Jack, they see, it's when they're in college. He's a Lawrence a brother, episode. right? Um, Jack, yes, he is a Lawrence brother. <laughs> he, uh, they see someone committing a crime. Yeah. And they want to go in hiding, so they dress up as women. Oh, oh, I think I remember this, yeah. 
And Eric decides he's French. Yeah. And his name is Chantel Dubois. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. ugly. And that's all people keep talking about is how ugly he is. And he, like, takes it very personally that he's not pretty. <laughs> it, oh, it's so, it is so good. That's a, that's a, I do remember that one vividly just because of I them dressing the up. I think Crazy Luther. Who? I think the bad guy's name is Crazy Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good. Did you like those college years? You know what I did? Did, did you prefer them? I think I did, yes. Yeah, okay. I think that's when I really got into Like, I remember watching it when it was on, like, what, was it on Friday nights on the... Yeah, it was TJF. Yeah. And liking it, but, like, really, really loving it when they got older. Yeah. I think the whole thing is great. I mean, I just... You know, the, it definitely it's changes. It's a very wholesome show. It changes tones for sure, especially with Eric. It starts to change tones. Well, at the beginning of the show, he's not an idiot. No, not at all. Like, he's like the cool older brother, and then he transforms. He, like, does the opposite of what Michael Scott does. He, like, transforms <laughs> yeah. into, like, a bumbling fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, lo- I loved it, but. Yeah. No, it's it's a great show. Uh, neither of us had it, but it's, I think we're both big fans. Um yeah, Love Boy Meets World. It, yeah, it's 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 great, and I think that I think it's on Netflix. It's streaming somewhere. Yeah, go watch it, people. <laughs> and you'll enjoy it. I promise. <laughs> if you've never heard of Boy Meets World, <laughs> <laughs> now is the time. Check it. You've got time on your hands to watch all of these. Absolutely. We all do. Uh, all right. Well, here's the big one. What's number one? Yeah, you had it. I think everybody would have this. Seinfeld. Yeah. Everybody but Chris. Of, of course he didn't. <laughs> he hates Seinfeld. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like the man himself, so I think he rejects the show. I don't really like Jerry Seinfeld either, but the show is so good. It's undeniable. It's real. He's not the best. I mean, arguably, he's the worst character on it. Right. Yeah. You watch for George and Elaine uh-huh. and Kramer and Newman and. George's I, parents. I mean, Jerry's really? parents. Oh my gosh, Jerry Stiller on that show is just dynamite. Um, Name a thing Jerry Stiller's not dynamite on. That's true. He, <laughs> I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Jerry Stiller is like the one celebrity that I often think about that when he dies, I'll actually be devastated. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I'm preparing I to be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Were you upset when his wife died? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know her work as much. I knew her from... Uh, sat heavy, for him, heavy, maybe. Yeah, sat for him. I knew her from Heavyweights, but I think that might be it. Yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> he's so good in heavyweights oh so good but uh well, so, well what about seinfeld do you have a favorite like a i just so i i didn't really watch it and i remember my dad loved it when it was on and like he had to watch it every time it was on and then i came to really appreciate it as i got older yeah and it just it's so funny. It still holds up. I mean, you could turn on any episode and it's still really funny. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite episode though is the sniffing accountant. Oh yeah. That's a good one. When Kramer goes undercover and he's sitting at that bar drinking a beer while smoking a (laughs) cigarette. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great one. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I've always gone. I've always gone with the gum. Do you know that one? Oh yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, 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 that's my favorite. But, um, oh, uh, do, you, uh, do you have a favorite um, character? 
Um, probably, uh, I mean, out of the main characters, probably George. Yeah, he's great. He's just, he's so funny. He's, he's another, he's an amazing actor. He's so funny. Yeah. The show's just kind of littered besides Jerry. The show is just littered with great actors. Oh yeah. I mean, Elaine is so, and like, I love how good and rich they make the secondary characters. Yes. Yeah. Like they have backstories, they reoccur. I mean, they, I know a lot of people didn't like the final episode, but I thought it was so well done. It was a it was a clever way to wrap it up. Yeah. It uh I mean, yeah, I just think from beginning to end the show was so good. It got it just got better. I think if it came back now, it would just it would be as great. Yeah, it feels like they wouldn't miss a step. Yeah. Have you ever seen that Twitter account and it's like Modern Seinfeld? Yes, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's really good. Um yeah, Seinfeld is, uh, I think it's a great selection. Well, thank you. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs> um, did you have any other shows that were kind of close but didn't quite make the cut? Um, I really liked Full House back then. Sure. Um, I mean, as a preteen girl, when that show came on, it really felt like it was dealing with all the things that, you know, I would be dealing I had two sisters just like they did in the show. Yeah. Um. You know, and it was really, uh, you know, three three men raising three girls. Just a real <laughs> a real treat for everybody. Yeah, it was it was a regular viewing in my household. Um, I, you know, another another Joey. I loved Uncle Joey. Oh yeah, it. Um, I will say to add to the list of things that I've never seen, um, X Files or Twin Peaks. Okay, so. Yeah, alien stuff freaks me out. Yeah. They're just hard. Like X Files is really hard to just start biting off. It's really good, and I think people should check it out. But if it's unless you're going to fully commit to it, I don't know how you do it. I I think that there the the theme music scares me. Oh yeah, it's 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 my ringtone when I have it on. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know that's nice. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and then Twin Peaks. Yeah, Andrew and Chris are huge fanatics of Twin Peaks. Um. It didn't make my top five, but it's uh, it's a fascinating watch. It's definitely like fun and a kitschy kind of like melodramatic soap opera whodunit mystery. Now, without having ever seen it, I feel like when people say that that's their favorite show, they're trying to sound cool. I don't know. I, that's I don't just know. the impression I've always gotten. I don't know. I, when it, it comes can to be completely false, but <laughs> when it comes to the rules of cool, you're going to have to run that by Andrew. You know, I always try to, but he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy to get a hold of. He's hard to get a hold of. He likes it. Chris likes it. They're both very cool guys. Uh, I like it a lot. It just, um, I think it's hard to rewatch. Did you have any shows from the 90s that you hated? Um, None come to mind and none came to mind while I was doing the list. I'm surprised. Didn't you guys love that show, Dinosaurs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot when I was a kid. I've, I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast that I've really struggled to rewatch it. Oh, really? I don't think it holds up. <laughs> Why, you don't like a baby hitting his dad in the head with a frying pan? I do. That the, doesn't hold up to you? That does hold up, um, but the stories are real thin. Are they? I, you know, I haven't seen an episode since then. I just, for some reason, I equate that show with you guys. <laughs> I take that as a compliment, yeah. You know, you should, you should. <laughs> I, I don't mean it as anything but. Yeah. Thanks, Jocelyn. Um, of course. Any other lingering 90s TV thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. It's been fun revisiting. I watched an episode from each of these in the past couple of days. It's been fun. Yeah. 
and I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right bye. bye. Greetings. Hello. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How about you? <laughs> uh, trapped in my house and doing great. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what I got going on. <laughs> Very good. Are you in the mood to talk about uh, non-Nickelodeon 90 shows? I've uh, pretty much been waiting for this since you started doing your Nickelodeon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a good feeling. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Um, Now, we've been doing top fives, but if you have more, you can uh, rattle them off in a close call list here. Uh, I I, I narrowed it down to five. Okay. Based on uh, your criteria. (laughs) Uh, You're always very efficient. I I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) You want to share with us uh, what's your number five? My number five was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, beautiful. Yes. That was a close call for me. Was it? Yeah. It was uh, between that one and uh, Full House, but uh, Fresh, Fresh Prince is just so darn funny. Yeah. Do you have uh, any any favorites? Favorite episodes? Uh, yeah, favorite episodes of Fresh Prince. Uh, yeah, so I think the one that always sticks out to me is when uh, Will goes to the the pool house and the pool house um you know he must have played like billiards yeah and he gets hustled by one of the guys there and then uncle phil comes in and saves the day with his uh with his lucille always <laughs> one of my favorites yeah i always love when doc uh when uh well uncle phil saves the day there's a few of those yeah. there's a few of those episodes where you know will has to kind of come down to earth and uh yeah a lot of a lot of times they just kind of play him off as this like uncapable guy, like outside of his job, and then you know I, I just love seeing him step up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, Sol- solid number five, uh, number four, Star Trek Voyager. Oh, Voyager ran in the nineties. It sure did. Do you know the time span? I believe it was like nineteen ninety to ninety. 796 something isn't, like that isn't that next generation um i, th- I think they overlapped a little bit oh but, okay uh okay. next generation started in the 80s i believe oh okay okay all right so voy so voyager okay so uh what is it about voyager that you love um i don't know it's it's my favorite star trek series and i think i just like um just how they're like in a completely different place like you know, they're just kind of exiled out of the the usual galaxies that we're, we're used to in the Star Trek series. And I think it's a lot more fun exploration and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of Next Gen? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if Maybe we've talked about this before. Do you have a preference um, for Picard or Janeway? Um, I think we have talked about this before, and <laughs> I... I have no idea what my answer was was then. I mean, I would only say Janeway because she's in the series that I like more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Solid. Uh, I'm I'm also a Voyager fan. Not not quite next gen level, but uh, all right. I'll give you Voyager. Uh, <laughs> number three. Uh, Friends. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 
I, I was wondering how many friends I would hear. Uh, so what is, <laughs> what is it about? Andrew and I didn't, we didn't have it on our lists, but uh, what, what did you like about Friends? Yeah, definitely, uh, I, I take Andrew particularly as someone to not like Friends. <laughs> I imagine he just avoided it, but... Uh... <laughs> um, I don't know, I just I really enjoyed the, the humor. Um, you know, Chandler especially, I thought it was really funny. And I just, I just like the characters, I guess. Chandler's your favorite. Yeah. What was um, Lisa Kudrow's character's name? Phoebe. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Where is she on your list of the friends? How many of there are six? Yeah. Where's Phoebe? Uh, R- rank them. I'm going to give you a second here. I want you to rank the friends. Okay. Um, I would have to say Chandler, Ross, uh, Monica, Joey, Rachel, Phoebe. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like Phoebe? Yep. Basically because you mentioned her. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, there something, is there something about her character that you don't like? No, I mean, it's like ranking the Beatles. They're all good, but someone's got to be last. I mean, but Ringo's last. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You're calling Phoebe Ringo. Okay, all right. I get Actually, it. Actually, <laughs> if you want something controversial, I'm calling Phoebe Paul. You don't like Paul? Paul's your last? Yeah, I mean, I like him. But he's your last Beatle? Yep. How is that possible? He wrote half the songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to talk about the number two? Wait, no, I want to <laughs> No, I want to know more about why Paul <laughs> is your <laughs> least favorite Beatle. Well, we can save that for your um, uh, 60s rock music oh podcast. my gosh all right <laughs> <laughs> what's your number two uh roseanne oh okay okay um yeah. and uh so roseanne i think it was uh yeah i think it was one of andrew's close calls what is it about what is it about roseanne that really speaks to you i mean i think it's probably what speaks to everyone that likes that show is just like how real it is how it deals with you know actual problems that the viewers might be experiencing as well so yeah. unlike unlike friends you know you're, you're not living in a gigantic new york apartment and spending your entire day having coffee at a coffee shop <laughs> so yeah um i think the relatability is a big factor and i don't know just really really entertaining okay cool and uh all right so what's the number one show of the 90s you tell me well, mine was Seinfeld and Andrew's was The Simpsons. Oh. Well, what was mine? Uh, oh, Boy Meets World. That is correct. Yes. World. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it took a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, nope. I, I love that show. Um, Corey, Corey Matthews is one of the most relatable characters I've seen on TV. And I think that show is just about perfect. Um, you've already talked about your one of your go-to episodes, but is Corey your favorite character, or or, or if you had to pick a cor- character besides Corey, who do you, who do you like? Hmm. Um. Maybe maybe early Eric before he got all before they decided he was just going <laughs> to be the dumb character before he had no brains. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, Eric is almost borderline like really clever and uh, grounded, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And then he just takes a, a left turn and goes a little nuts. 
Yeah. What was the name of the kid that was in the first season? Kind of the nerdy kid. Minkus. Minkus. And then he disappears, right? Yeah, and then he comes back for a little bit. But do they ever mention why he just went away? I, I think they made one of those, like, dumb jokes or something. You know, like when someone finally comes back in a series, they'll be like, oh, I wondered why we didn't see you. I, I forget what it was. But it was like a, you know, they made a joke out of it that they just kind of omitted him. Okay. All right, so go over that top five again. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Star Trek Voyager, Friends, Roseanne, and number one, Boy Meets World. Okay. Yeah, those are those are that's a very respectable list. Oh, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> um, also, something I would put right above number one. It's not a TV show per se, but multiplicity. <laughs> How dare you even bring multiplicity <laughs> into this episode? <laughs> um, well, Michael Keaton, I think, was on some sitcoms, but I don't think he was. It was I, by the '90s, he was too big of a hot shot. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, um, I would give an honorable mention, as I've mentioned on the show before, to Seventh Heaven. Although, following your criteria, most of that show existed in the 2000s, so oh, okay. I left it off my list. Um, so you didn't have any cartoons on your list, right? Um, no, I suppose I did not. Did you have a favorite 90s cartoon, uh, non-Nickelodeon? Uh, probably The Simpsons. Simpsons, okay. Yeah. Was that close for you or no? Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to list off like three more, I probably would have made top top eight. Okay, okay. Seventh Heaven, then Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full House in there somewhere, too. Oh, wow, okay, all right. Um, well, thanks for taking some time to talk to us from quarantine, and I uh, hope you and the family stay safe. Yeah, same to you. It's nice to hear someone's voice that wasn't a (laughs) four-year-old. Appreciate the compliment. Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. So long. So long. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Are you guys going to just kind of go back and forth? uh... Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, that's good. We don't know each other's. Oh, interesting. Um, well, which one of you want to start? I'm rearranging mine. So, uh, I mean, if you want to go five first, uh, Melissa, we can go back and forth five to one. Like, you go five, I go five. Okay. My number five is Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty predictable. I mean, everybody loves Seinfeld. Who doesn't? Do you have um I was I was talking to Jocelyn about this. Do you have a favorite character and or episode? I think I, I love George. Yeah. Um George is probably my favorite character. Is that why um, you is that why you named your dog George? <laughs> Sorry? Is that why you named your dog George? Oh, oh that, that actually that's our dog. His name is George <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> oh, his name is Costanza too? Yeah. But we we really only refer to him as George because I don't think he'd really listen to us if we called him George Costanza every time. Yeah, it's a lot of syllables. It is probably too much for his little brain. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite? Ep- do you have a favorite episode? One you kind of really like thinking about or watching? Um, the oh, there's so many good ones. The one I remember laughing at a lot, like even as a kid in the '90s, 
because whenever I make these lists, I try to think of me in the 90s and what I really liked or what I found very funny. Um, part, most of my list, I'd say, is like that. But um, when Kramer fell asleep in the episode where Kramer falls asleep in the tanning booth, <laughs> I remember thinking, <laughs> and he looks so ridiculous. I remember thinking that that was very funny. I think that's um, the one with the Kenny Rogers sign where um, Newman keeps seeing him as a piece of turkey. <clears throat> is that that same episode? I think so. I think that's one of the yeah, first ones I, I saw think, as a kid. I think it is. Um, but that one's always good. And the one at the Chinese restaurant where oh, yeah. they cannot get seated is, is also really good. Yeah, that one's great. It's pretty um, impressive to do all. I mean, almost it, the whole episode was filmed right there, wasn't it? Or maybe they did cut a little bit. I think there's some cuts, but it's all yeah. one location. Not, like a, not a lot of movement. Yeah, that one's a great one. Um, and that's my number five. That's a great one. Well, uh, unfortunately, mine is also Seinfeld, my number five. Oh, it is. And to piggyback off of Melissa, my favorite character is George. Um, hence the reason we named our dog George. And uh, I don't have a favorite episode, but I just really, really enjoy the relationships that George gets into with different women. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my favorite aspect. Just uh, It's just... So funny. Yeah. Have you guys been, have have you been watching any Seinfeld recently? I I found that it's good quarantine viewing. Yeah. Well, not recently, but I actually had never seen Seinfeld until maybe halfway through last year. So I started binging it because I never watched any of it and uh, I just fell in love. Yeah. (laughs) So had you done this episode, uh, you know, this time last year, this probably wouldn't have even been on my radar. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. We got another Seinfeld convert. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's your number four, Melissa? All right. Number four is Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, yeah. Love, I loved love the show. Couldn't get enough of it. Just fascinated by every single story that's unsolved. I was. Um, this was on Jocelyn's list as well. And she she mentioned a very creepy story that really had stuck with her. Is there any um, like stories from when you were little that you really remember scaring you? More like missing persons. Yeah. Anything where a person went missing really bothered me, which probably attributes to some of my anxiety I have today. <laughs> but it's it's good. What was Jocelyn's? Um, hers was about a la- lady who died. Um, she was married to this guy for like 15 years, and when she died, they realized she had a dead woman's identity, and they were never able to figure out who she actually was. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty good mystery. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I also love Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, it kind of escaped my... Um, uh, as I was planning this, it just escaped my mind, so I, I, it didn't end up on my list, but I think it's a great pick. It's so good, and yeah. his voice is just nothing. There's no other voice like his. No, no. Robert Stack, he's he's great. Yes. I couldn't remember his name, but I knew you'd say it. <laughs> um, Max, is your number four Unsolved Mysteries? <laughs> no, that's not on my list. Uh, um, my four is uh, Boy Meets World. Ooh, great one. Great one. Which, uh, Man, just following them from pretty... I don't know if they were in elementary school. They might have been. You think just, Corey was. Yeah, this, yeah, and following them all the way through, like, college. And, like, having Mr. Feeney there and, like, 
I just remember finding out that that person's name actually wasn't Topanga and that wasn't Corey. Like, I actually thought we were following, like, real people. It was a documentary. And I'm like, I'm like 16 at this time. No, I'm just joking. But, um, but yeah, like, I really connected with them all and, uh, you know, it formed a, I formed a relationship with every one of those characters. Uh, every character, you know, has their own quirks. And I think that my favorite... Um, hmm. I guess, what's Sean's brother's name? Sean? Do you have a brother? Yeah, the guy that comes in with college has the frosted tips. Uh, <laughs> Good-looking guy. I don't remember Anyways, either. I probably should know my favorite character's name. <laughs> but when Sean's brother comes in, it adds this whole new dynamic to him and his family. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Um, did you have a uh, preference as far as theme song? Because that was a show, I think, that had three different theme songs. Seriously? <laughs> yeah the the first one was like very like classical and then there oh, okay. i don't know whichever one had the paper airplane i like that one i don't know if they yeah i think that I was know. i think that was more the i don't know i, I guess i shouldn't talk on it i'm not an authority I mean, <laughs> no you are but you know i don't know but yes uh yeah that was my number four and the theme song i'll have to go back and i'll, I'll I'll text you which one I like most. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, number three? My, my number three was also, well, I also had Boy Meets World down. Oh, cool. That's my number three. Yeah. Um, it's so good. I really think that that show, because it came out, I mean, I was about the same age as Corey, maybe a few years younger. Yeah. He's probably five years younger than Corey, actually. But either way, growing up watching it, I really think it kind of shaped who I was and the choices that I made. Um, I don't know. I just thought he was like a real good kid and he made really good decisions and he was smart. Yeah. And, and his older brother, Eric, I always thought was so funny and cute. So funny. He was cute, yeah. Yeah. I think Eric kind of took the show. Yeah. He was the, the comedy. Yeah. Well, it rolled so good. Yeah, very good. Uh, Max, what was your three? My three was uh, Freaks and Geeks. Mm. Um, yeah. I Another one that I stumbled upon a little bit later in life, because um, I you know, had this big man crush on James Franco after Pineapple <laughs> Express, and then uh, kind of looked into his career after I saw that movie, and then I you know, stumbled upon Freaks and Geeks, which... I don't know how that wasn't a bigger hit than it was. I mean, you have all these great actors and actresses and a uh, great director and, uh, you know, all these blossoming uh, young careers. Yeah. Um, it was on the wrong channel, I think. Yeah. I think it was just like wrong place, wrong time, wrong channel. Yeah. And yeah, you know, obviously my favorite character would have been James Franco's just because he was like a man crush of mine and. Yeah. He's like the cool guy. Yeah. We get it. Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh is there an is there an episode you really like it? Oh man, I knew you were gonna ask this. I mean not the <laughs> not the title, but like uh any storyline or Um Uh Whichever one that he goes to the rock concert and he does his hair all weird and oh. like he's trying to change himself. Yeah, oh he, that's all about yeah, Daniels. Yeah, he becomes like real punk. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the last episodes. I think. It is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, the last, because then she gets on the bus. But you kind of really see, like, you know, this torn soul. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. 
Nice. Good pick. Uh, also my number three. So uh, sh- shout out to Max for having great taste. <laughs> uh, what was your number two? Me? My, yeah. My number two, I think, is a show you do not like, if I recall. And it's Frasier. Oh, um, I don't have a huge problem with Frasier. I mean, that's definitely Andrew's wheelhouse, but... <laughs> I love Frasier. Andrew, actually, <clears throat> we were talking to Andrew at some family function about how we were watching Seinfeld and Max was seeing it for the first time and Andrew was like have you guys seen Frasier and we said no and it was months Andrew was like have you given Frasier a try yet you would not stop bugging so we finally watched it and we were totally hooked we loved it yeah I recall Andrew saying gosh I wish I could be in your shoes and watch it for the very first time (laughs) yeah that's that sounds absolutely right <laughs> but it is so good. I mean, every character is, is so well written, and the the storylines are really great. They always kind of circle back to the, each other; that they're all intertwined. I don't know. I love it. It's, it's so good. good. Yeah. Did you guys all have you guys also watched Cheers? No, no. Andrew just started watching Cheers, and we were talking about it. But I don't think it's going to be as good as Frasier. Yeah, I don't think so either. Hmm. It is. Good. It's pretty good though. I'll see. My number two is also Frasier. Okay, okay. Oh, it is. And my, uh, to tell you how much I like this, my, uh, I play Xbox here and there, <laughs> and my Xbox gamer tag, which is like your name when you go on Xbox, is uh, XX Frasier Crane XX. <laughs> <laughs> so, all you listeners, if you want to play Max. There it is, yeah. Look for Max on Xbox. XX Frasier Crane XX. The, uh, the writing is so good. The setting in Seattle, his high-end apartment, the, yeah. the, the career as a radio host, uh, as well as a therapist, and just, you know, these high uh, high IQ fancy folk, and, uh, you know, they make them very relatable. I just love the show. I saw it after Seinfeld, and when I, when I saw Frasier, it's just like, I understand Seinfeld is amazing, and the writing's amazing. And that those two are probably on around the same time competing, but I just I have to go for Frasier. Yeah, I think they're on the same channel. I could be wrong. I think they're both NBC. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna complain about Frasier. I I really need to kind of sit down and maybe just start from the beginning. Um, because I think I've what I've done in the past is just like picked random episodes and then I just fall off. Yeah, it, it's one of those uh, shows where it, it does progress throughout the season and you know storylines develop so i would i would highly recommend starting with the first episode cool okay uh well this brings us to the big one the big one the big one yeah it's freaks and geeks yes it's just the best the best is it the most perfect one season of television ever like the one most perfect one season show ever yes yeah without a doubt Hmm. That's a good question. That is, I, I'm now I have to think about that. The best show that only had one season. Uh, my brother and me. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. I think that's only one season. It's pretty good. I don't know. Also, amazing. Well, Every episode is so good. Yeah. Like just the characters are so deep. Did when what's. Wait, what were you going to ask? Did you identify more with the freaks or the geeks? 
Oh, definitely the geeks. Okay. Oh, really? I was a lot more like Lindsay. Like, <clears throat> I was definitely... I didn't like getting into trouble. It, I was always too nervous to do anything because I never wanted to disappoint my parents. Yeah. But I would hang out with people that were maybe doing things like that I wouldn't have done, and I remember feeling very uncomfortable at times. I was very much like Lindsay. You're right, the, you're right in the right down the middle because she's she's kind of freak, kind of geek. Yeah. Right. But she you're kind right. of starts out as a. She yeah. Geek. She definitely starts geek and yeah, transfers right. And freak. Then, right. But always <laughs> always a geek at heart. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, do you have do, do you have any favorite uh, episodes from the um, limited run? They're all very 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 good. Um, when they have when Lindsay has that house party uh, and Sam switches out the keg, yeah, yeah, for non-alcoholic beer, that's one of my favorite ones. Yes, <clears throat> so good. That is a great uh, one. And then Bill gets drunk all by himself in the in the room. He's chasing the beer. It's so funny. That is a good one. Yeah. Boy, now I want to watch this show, too. I have too many. Well, you have the time now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I do have the time now. You're right. You do, yeah. Um, So that brings it to me? That brings it to you, Max. Don't blow blow it. I'm not. Well, this... I, I was looking for dates on this show, and... It's been translated a few times. There's been runs in America, but it seems like it was late 80s to throughout the 90s. I think it qualifies, but it's uh, number one would be Dragon Ball Z. Wow. First Dragon Ball Z uh, mention. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, just kind of going off of myself as a child. Um, I mean, it was just, I was into it so much. I would, I would draw the characters. I would buy the action figures. I, you know, watched every saga, which is pretty much like a season. Um, and, you know, it's, just, it's, it's an incredible introduction to Japanese animation. It's, it's, it's just great. Um, I guess I don't know why I would pick it as my number one, other than just it just kind of consumed my, my childhood life as I was growing up um, with... You know, when I was watching TV, that's just pretty much all I would. I bought all the VHSs, all of that. So I have to give it to Dragon Ball Z just for, um, you know, if I went back and watched it, it wouldn't be my number one. But for the time that I spent with it, I have to give it to it. As as a kid. Yeah, it was just so good. And just the power up and just continuing to develop as a as a person, you know, like getting stronger and getting, you know, smarter. Just You or the show? <laughs> no, no, the characters. Oh. But also, but also Max. But also, yeah, yeah, yeah. myself as well. You powered up. I yeah. Powered up. Became Super Saiyan. I don't. Have you ever watched any Dragon Ball Z? I I don't think I've seen a second. Really? No. I I mean I know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So that would be my number one. Um, but if I was doing it now, like as an adult. Wait, what is this? Like a close 30? call that you're about to say? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I had to give it number one just for the time that I spent with it as a child. For sure. I ran. I rambled on. No, no, no. Makes sense. Do you do you guys have close calls? I do. Okay. What about you, Max? Didn't you say that? Yeah. I what did. else would have been your number one? Yeah. No. 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 I oh. I close call is another anime, but I just I didn't want to fill it up with like shows I used to watch. It's called Yu Yu Hakusho, and 
It's another Japanese animation from the 90s. Powering up Ghost is like a, you know, same type of deal. Okay. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that one either. I don't think I've even heard... <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever heard those words. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah, that was my other uh, my other close call. Cool. No, I mean, it's, it's good to get some different type of stuff. I'm sure people are, you know, tired of hearing the same shows. Oh, wait. What, what is... Uh, you know that one where they would watch movies and they were in the audience? Mystery Science uh-huh. Theater? Yeah, was that the 90s? Yeah, yeah. I'll give that an I'll give that a close call. I like I loved watching that when I fell asleep. Yeah, that was a close call for me too. I loved it. Oh really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. And what about you, Melissa? Well, in chronological order, um, <laughs> I've got dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I loved that when I was really little. Me too. Um, it's kind of trippy now to go back and see any of it, but as a kid, I really loved it. Agreed. Um, and then Goosebumps, of course, so good. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a really big show in my house, um, especially my two younger sisters and my dad. Like, they loved it. My sister's a grown woman now, and she's got two Buffy posters in her adult apartment. <clears throat> so it's a big show, and it's just, it's really good. Um I liked it a lot. And then uh, pop-up video. Couldn't never get uh, enough pop-up video. Really good, yeah. Good choice. I loved that show. Me too. I loved learning about the musicians. Behind the scenes. Joe, what's your take on uh, the Goosebumps intro song? Um, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's... It just it's, popped in my head. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's no Are You Afraid of the Dark or uh, no. X-Files, but it's it's. Uh, I think it does the job. Yeah, that's pretty good. It, it gets you in the mood. I just, I, for whatever reason, I, uh, Goosebumps just, it didn't do it for me. No. Yeah. Well, you're a Nick guy. I guess I am. I'm coming, I'm coming to realize this. Yes. Yeah. Did you, uh, Melissa, Melissa, did you have any others? No, just those four. Oh, oh okay. All right. Those are good ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks. Very good. Nothing that you, were you waiting for me to say Twin Peaks or something? <laughs> I, no, I really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I still haven't seen Twin Peaks. I think between, I think between Andrew and Chris, we'll have a healthy Twin Peaks uh, devotion on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Is Dinosaurs the weird like animatronic ones with the baby. Yeah. They wore suits, but yeah, not the mama baby. Um, yeah. Oh, they're dudes. I yeah, though. Uh, besides, I think besides the baby, there were actors in all of them. Yeah. Wow. But the faces were like weird. Like, yeah. Robotic. It, it seems like quite the accomplishment for the time. It's a weird show. <laughs> okay. It is. Okay. It's definitely a weird show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks thanks for taking some time to talk with us, guys. No, thanks. We Thank we were really we really needed somebody else to talk to. We're <laughs> stuck in this house together. And... Yeah, that's yeah, been bad. Well, you guys... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Click. Uh, well, thanks so much, Max and Melissa. Really appreciate you guys taking time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Oh, so good to hear from you. You too. <laughs> All right. You All have right. a wonderful night.
All right. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, what do we have here? What do we have here? Uh, that, that's just a little taste of 1997 for you. Yeah, yeah, just a little taste. Uh, what's the song on Who's the Artist? Oh, don't. Do we have to do that? Is it that fuzzy that you can't know that it's the best song of 1997, Hypnotized by the Notorious B.I.G.? I guess what I'm asking is, is that your song of 1997? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and and there, 97 is a very good year. I, I agree with you. Uh, that may be like out of pure stuff that I like. It might be better than 1994. I just think it's less important culturally than 1994 i feel like 1994 was an inflection point after which everything changed yeah like that it was like so powerful this like shift um into like a new era and 97 was like the high point of that new era maybe yeah no i yeah like 1994 got the party started uh 97 was kind of like cashing it in just an unbelievable array of good stuff I think culturally, maybe the most interesting, not, not like maybe not musically, maybe not films, but like cult, there was just so much stuff that happened that year. That was really like nineties essential. <laughs> I'm calling you today, uh, to talk non Nickelodeon shows. This was an idea suggested by Lauren Gilbert. Uh, we went through her list a little earlier. Andrew and I talked about ours and, uh, I think the people have come to expect, um, you know, that you're going to provide some insights, probably deep, deeper insights than uh, sometimes Andrew and I give. Uh, do you, oh, ha- okay. do, you know, I think, I think sometimes you've just, uh, I think you go a little deeper into why you make your selections than why Andrew and I do. Well, uh, I also like to subvert expectations and I will not be doing that. <laughs> so we're not going to be seeing like, uh, I don't know mad about you no I, I mean i've got some questions for you i've got a a, a lightning round oh for cool you, but, uh, oh wow um but yeah my list is actually pretty boring i i tried to take it seriously um but it'll probably have quite a bit of overlap with with y'all's yeah um you know you can't put seinfeld five times right Oh, no, Seinfeld is on a list. Here, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Different show. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what is your number five? My number five is Beavis and Butthead. Oh, that does subvert my uh, expectations. Well, it just, like, it encapsulated, like, you know, what South Park might have been for other people. Beavis and Butthead was, for me, where it was that thing that you weren't supposed to be watching um, that felt like paradoxically adult and childish, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't call it anything other than childish, but it's also adult in some way, too. I mean, it's the, it's the perfect show for for, a t- for me for that time, like, as a 10-year-old. Show for 10-year-olds. And for, like, I mean, if you're 25 in 1990 six watching Beavis and Butthead you're probably maladjusted but if you're 10 <laughs> watching Beavis and Butthead like you're, you're you know it's perfect for you. stupid humor I learned all about you know uh, weird music videos I learned about guar and too cool <laughs> <laughs> from Beavis and Butthead um and like in retrospect it's pretty tame yeah uh but I really loved it and like the secrecy in which I had to watch it. So, um, 
and and there are some parts that are really funny still. I mean, most of it is dumb and hasn't aged super well, but like at the time, like that was like that's what I wanted to watch if I'm if I could pull it off in my household. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a no go in my household. Um, though you know, I I snuck viewings. Um, I was always conflicted on how I felt about the music video element because there was, uh, I don't know. I, I, did you like the music videos? Was that an element you liked? I liked their commentary. I think yeah. my favorite part of the show was their commentary on the music videos. I didn't like the videos that much. I would never watch them, but I loved music videos at the time. Yeah. I mean, if I could have picked like five through one here, like I'd probably rather watch music videos in the nineties than any TV show. Yeah. I love music videos. Some great ones, yeah. Um, and it's just so stupid that, it, that MTV decided that people didn't like them anymore. Because people still like them. You go on YouTube, they've got tens and yeah. 20s and 30s of millions of views. Um, so it's still, like, it's it's such an obviously cool thing. Like, the music's great, the visuals are great. Like, what more do you want? Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I didn't like the songs, but I liked like that. I would probably not watch those music videos without Beavis and Butthead, like Mystery Science Theatering over it. Right, and you're a Mike Judge guy, kind of through and through. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, shout out to because here's an opportunity to those who have not watched Tales from the Tour Bus. It's kind of hard to find, but it's his. It's like an animated um, series. It's kind of like a documentary animation on like country music uh, stars, uh, kind of, and people who know them kind of retelling their stories, and it's unbelievably good. Just so good, so good. Mike Judge does it, so just okay. want to point that out. Salas. Yeah, I'm a Mike Judge guy, right? Um, yeah, I, 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 you've been recommending that show for years, and I haven't gotten to it, but uh, I have no reason to doubt that it's great everything he touches is pretty much great well uh, i don't like silicon valley but that's that's you know a separate thing yeah yeah all right uh number four uh number four drew carey show yes yeah like great it, call. It, it, it again feels kind of silly now but it's on this list for me because that was for real appointment that was the only appointment viewing in my house like <laughs> um me and my mom, my stepdad, and my sister would watch Who's Line Is It Anyway and Carrie Show every week. Yeah. It was the only time we like hung out together in a structured way. Yeah. Um, and I, haven't, I really haven't watched it since. I don't know how much it holds up. I I like Drew Carey. I don't... His, his stick is kind of worn on me. But at the time, it was the perfect show where like a 10-year-old kid... And, you know, adults could watch it and think it's funny and good and also watch it with each other, you know? There are lots of things that, like, like my stepdad, I know he watched South Park, and I watched South Park, but I was allowed to watch South Park, and he wasn't allowed to let me watch South Park with him. Yeah. So it was like, there there was that kind of stuff, but for something to be, like, cool enough, edgy enough for me to be interested, but also, like, family-friendly enough to watch it with your family is, is a delicate balance. And I think that show did a really good job with that. Yeah. And, and that cool factor of like living in the city that it's supposed to be depicting on mainstream television. Oh, I mean, for sure. Um, 
you know, as we've mentioned a million times, we're from Cleveland, but it just felt so surreal to watch a show that was like not only like based in Cleveland, but Cleveland wasn't the joke. It was like proud to be from Cleveland. Yeah, and yeah, it's and I, and I think that uh, you know, there's more and more Cleveland-based media. Um, weirdly, yeah. um, um, Cleveland has become like an, an easy place to set things, to shoot things. Uh, but that that really felt like the first time, at least to me, and I think probably to our parents too. Yeah, where that was happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just watching Detroiters, a show that's not from the '90s, but oh, is uh, God. so funny. Oh my God, so good. I think it's a show a lot of people missed on Comedy Central. It's two seasons. If you like, I think I I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Definitely check out Detroiters. But I was just thinking about like how cool it is. I feel like every city should get that treatment where it's like a show based in that city, proud to be from that city. There's something very like grounded and cool feeling about shows that do that. Yeah, and like I think both of those shows do a really good job of showing it. it's not just one person in the city. Like the city becomes a character that's a cliche to say, but like they show people from all walks of life in that city. Right. Like, right. That built it's kind of a built in diversity. Um oh my god. Yeah, you, you turned me on to Detroiters and it's like a perfect it's a perfect show. It makes me feel good every time I watch it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yep. All right, very good, Drew Carey. That's a that's a great pick. For some reason, it didn't really even occur to me. So I'm happy. I'm happy you brought it up. Um, what's your number three? Uh, number three, Freaks and Geeks. Yes, yes, my my number three as well. It's uh, yeah. I'm sure you guys talked about it. There's not much more to say. Everyone claims to like it now, but <laughs> I think something that is also cool about it is that like we all it was appointment viewing for all of us when it was on. You know, like. I think we got lucky. It would have been easy to over. It would have been easy to. Not, it wasn't on that on TV that long. But I remember anticipating the next episode and like watching it. Yeah, um, I mentioned to Andrew. I don't think I really caught on to it till ABC Family or Fox Family, whatever it was called at that time. Um, but they did a good job of rerunning them because I felt like I saw some on the original run, but I missed a ton. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I didn't get them all. But we got it while we were in that age range, which was really cool. For sure. And, I mean, just uh, just kind of a magical show um, in how pure it was in getting all that talent together. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it was a perfect storm that it's hard to know. Like, with Freaks and Geeks, I think my, my big thing with that is, like, kind of a chicken or the egg, like, was the show good because of the actors that it had that all became famous? Like every single actor on that became more famous after that show? Or did the show was the show so good that it made the actors better and helped them become famous? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it I think it's the first. I mean I think they I, I told Andrew it's like lightning in a bottle. I think they just that you had Apatow and Feig before they were ultra famous. You had you know these young kids before they were famous and I just felt like it's just something that's not probably you can't replicate it because you just have to like it just has to fall into place like that I mean like you have, you have to you have to have like someone willing to cast Martin Starr as Bill totally you know totally. I mean? and that's I just don't think most shows have that so yeah um, all, but, yeah I'll, I'll also Seth Rogen you know like he right he's so he's so like um, recognizable to us and it's recognizable to us now 
but it's pretty weird to just go like full stoner like <laughs> slob right um um yeah do, do you have a favorite freaks and geeks character um uh i mean i it's a little bit of it i i think it's i think it's bill but um i i also really liked um uh i can't i can't remember jason siegel's character um i'm blanking but uh i i just love him just like this like you know he wants to be a musician he lives in a house that doesn't really support it he's uh, he's the nice guy while also being like totally unsure of himself uh, and also, like, he's the nice guy, but also does some, like, truly cruel things. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so I, I, I like that he's a very round character. Yeah, his, uh, his, like, his love for, um, what's her name? Lindsay. Like, his, cre- yeah. his creepy pursuit of Lindsay on that show is so good. Yeah, for sure. Um, um I think I would go to, um, with my second being, I, really, I forget his character's name, but the guidance counselor I really like a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's great. Nick, Nick Anadopoulos. Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anadopoulos, yep. yes, indeed. Very good. All right, well, what's your number two? Uh, my number two and one is will be no surprise. Um, number two, well, it was just a matter of ordering. Um <clears throat> I'm still not sure about it. Uh, Number two X Files, though. Oh no, it's cl- it's so close. It's I mean, X Files so wasn't my number one, but I know what your number one is now, and I just I'm not sure of that. Um, yeah, okay, no, I'm gonna switch him. You're right. I'm gonna switch him. I have a reason for switching him. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, say number two. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Which I think has impacted me more. Mm-hmm. Um. But I didn't watch it as a kid. Yeah. I, I didn't see one minute of it in the 90s. Um, I like it so much, though. Um, and again, it's something that kind of like Freaks and Geeks, like literally everyone likes it. Um, and and I and I get that. <clears throat> but it, it opened me up. Well, it helped me kind of realize like what my style of humor and like my style of, of narrative is like I really I think what David Lynch does better than anyone is find this balance between a story kind of making sense and utterly not making any sense at all so like and hinting that there's a narrative through line in things but when you actually think through it that narrative through line falls apart yeah um, I think that that's kind of what he does in all of his work but I think his best exemplified in Twin Peaks because he pulls you in with that that uh, soap opera-y um, sort of melodrama. Who done it? Yeah. 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 The melodrama, the soap opera plus Who Done It. Those are the most like pull you in plot-wise um, structures that TV can do, and yet he was able to like still make none of it fully add up to to make sense. Like, if you have a theory about what what's going on in Peach, like. You, you don't, you, you're missing the point. Like the point is that like some mystery has to remain, which is also why I love my number one X Files. Um, is that that mystery is preserved in their structure. You can never unravel the mystery. Right. Um, you can you can get really close to it, and I think there's such skill 
and in that and i think it's so hard to do as a writer um to like write about something as if you're as if like what you're writing about is going to be revealed at some point and if you get closer and closer to that object you're kind of like circling this like black hole um but you never like see what's in that black hole like you can kind of you know the outline of it but you don't actually know what's inside the box so i'm mixing a ton of metaphors here but um yeah i i love it i've rewatched it a bajillion times um season two it gets pretty bad um is this twin, kind of twin, twin peaks you mean <laughs> what twin peaks Oh yeah, season two of Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I struggle <laughs> with season two. Um, but but even still, I I like the performances when David Duchovny comes in in season two. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah. And but anyway, uh, my number one and would be X Files. <clears throat> I think what 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 makes it number one, even though I didn't have it originally there, is that I did like it in the nineties. I still love it. I watch it i usually i've gotten back into the habit of watching it like an episode at least once a week um oh nice i've watched it uh i i we, we've had these discussions uh about the sort of myth arc way of watching uh x-files mm-hmm. or the monster of the week yep and i've long and i've long been a myth arc person because i really like the myth arc but it ultimately falls apart it's like the the flaw it's the flaw of the show it's, is that yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I think actually, like, till you said that, I didn't realize maybe the reason I, because I do like a lot of those episodes, I love some of them, um, but maybe in, in retrospect, in my head, knowing that it never leads to kind of where I want it to lead, I almost like avoid those episodes now on rewatch because I know that I'm not ultimately satisfied with what they do with it. Yeah, and I think that ultimately Twin Peaks is better because I think Twin Peaks is more control of the fact like it's building up this mystery that can't be solved and x-files keeps trying to solve it but like it's it's kind of hard for me to tell how much like chris carter or whomever uh knew uh that their explanation was failing you know yeah because it and how much how much it was supposed to be failing and how much they like actually realized like, oh, we're going to do this on purpose so we can keep this going. But yeah. I do think at the end of the series, I'm still, and having done the myth arc just straight through like six times, um, I'm still not sure whether there are aliens, you know, hmm. or or if there You're are You're not sure aliens, of that? No, okay. So, yeah, or whether the aliens are anything other than a government construct. Huh, Okay. I I always uh, I always read it as they weren't real wishy washy on it that that yes they were but the government was suppressing it. Yeah, but then the government is also involved in it. You know, right. the government is also using it. Um, like, it, I think it falls apart at the end. Um, and like I don't know, I I really love those like when Mulder resurfaces in New Mexico, kind of. <laughs> moments yeah um even, even though they're so campy and silly um but i'm i don't know i i, I think that the i want to believe thing is just really what it's about it's like right 
it's about, it's about the perpetuation of a bubble of a belief without absolute confirmation of that belief. It's about faith, right? Like that's what the whole show is about. I mean, I mean, that's why the, the Scully, you know, wearing the cross necklace, even though she doesn't believe in Christianity and she becomes a bigger believer than Mulder in the end. Okay. This is an X-Files podcast, but I can talk about it forever. <laughs> but, but it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's sustaining the need for there to be faith, right? Like to like, where there's, uncertainty so you have to actually actively believe mm-hmm. um something that you're not sure is important to the structure of the show so i really try and like keep up with that and like find holes in what's happening to see like okay well maybe it's actually this yeah um we andrew and i were talking about how like you know either it seems like people have been in on x files since the 90s and love it and will always love it and then there's just a group of people who you can't even kind of scratch their curiosity to check it out so we, I asked Andrew what episode he'd recommend to get someone started who is hesitant, um, since they're mostly streaming. Is there one episode you would pick for a beginner to say like this is a this is a good way to maybe see whether you like it or not? Uh, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Oh yes, that that was the second one I was thinking. Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Okay. It. I think like just as, if you care about good TV, it's an absolutely perfect episode of television. Yeah, like it is funny. It feel it feels like Shakespeare to me. It's like funny and big, and and tragic and meaningless and meaning. I don't know. It's 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 just such a exercise in writing, directing, acting. Like yeah. it's so tight. It's you got great. you got Peter Boyle of Everybody Loves Robin, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond fame. Of course, at, at his of peak. <laughs> Yeah, at his absolute peak. Yeah, uh, that's a good playing one. A, I mean, playing a psychiatrist who uh, can see the future and, and is like just doesn't want to. Right. You know, like it's it's such a burden on him. In a way, it's kind of a cool play on like the Dracula kind of theme, like that you have this power and and, and you're kind of immortal, but you don't want it. Yeah. Um, uh, so good yeah now, absolutely that would be my recommendation that's a good one that's a good one um, what did you say home no uh, andrew said jose chung and i said humbug oh yeah the, the, i mean those are i think the best three i would i yeah. put humbug, humbug two for me jose chung i like a lot but it's so stylized yeah it's, that it, it's, not, it's not a representation of the show to me. yeah it's fun it's fun yeah it's super fun uh, did you have any close calls, things you were debating, putting on? Uh, yeah, I've got a, a bunch here. Um, uh, wh- whose line is, is it anyway? Just because it's part of that. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's no, so no, I, we watched now. it. Yeah, there's the Drew Carey hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, would, would Mystery Science Theater 3000 count? Because I really loved that. Yep, that was my number seven. Um, Tom Green. Oh, Tom Green. Yeah, that was such a, you know, what would you call that? Just a moment. Yeah, and and I was fully in on that moment. Um, Daria. Yep. Uh, Mr. Bean. Yes. Um, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, good call. No, great Especially call. Especially when I was a little younger. Like, yeah. Just everyone liked it. Uh, UCB. Mm-hmm. Uh, my so-called life. Bit of a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> Uh, I was kind of an emo guy, so... Yeah, you've always uh, liked it, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Ian Flux, which I imagine was on Andrew's list. No, he, he mentioned it on the year in review that it came out, but uh, not not for this episode. I mean, it's it always. It, I don't like cartoons, uh, like adult cartoons that much, but I, for some reason, I was really fascinated by that. Um, Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, good one. Uh, Martin, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and Jackass. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of like big culture moment shows there, but those are good. Good American America's Funniest Videos. I think that's a really solid one. I, it would never even have occurred to me. What about cops? I was thinking a lot about cops. Hello? Um, what about cops? <laughs> <laughs> it's too exploitative for me. I think even as a kid, I recognize it as too exploitative, honestly. Yeah, but those people have to agree to be on it. Yeah, but does, does that make it less exploitative? I guess, I no. guess technically... No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I thought a lot about it because, um, one, I think it says something about the cop who agrees to be followed. Yeah, that oh, they, for sure. That they want to be put in this position. Yes, um, the, they think of themselves as a kind of hero instead of just doing a job. Yeah, but that does strike me as another one of those kind of cultural moment shows. The only positive thing I can say about cops is that at least you're not going to get cops shooting uh, unarmed <laughs> black men uh, on the TV show So yeah. while they're on camera. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any other lingering 90s non-Nick shows? Yeah, I got uh, I got two categories here. Uh, <laughs> one of absolutely overrated stuff. Okay. Um, and I've got a list here. They're all Seinfeld? <laughs> So number seven, Full House. Uh, don't kid yourself; it's boring. Uh, number six, Sopranos. Uh, just doesn't add it to me. Like I, I don't, I don't love mob stuff, and I get how it's a different take on it. But every character is hateable. Um, uh, number five, uh, Married with Children. Just doesn't really oh, too no. spirited. Oh. Doesn't really add up. It's. I think uh, it's a passable watch. Number four, Home Improvement. Oh no. Tim, Tim Allen, uh, you know. Yeah, he's. Can- you got to separate the art from the artist sometimes, but. Uh, he's canceled. But Tim Allen is canceled. <laughs> um, celebrity Deathmatch number three just never understood the oh. appeal of it. Oh no! I, I had totally forgotten about that show. That's a great one. No, it's not. It's not great. <laughs> just the effort just the effort that went into the claymation. Yes, that's all it is though. Like I need some narrative. There's like nothing it's just clay celebrities fighting each other. That's it. <laughs> you sold me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, fair enough. Um number two friends, which has experienced an annoying resurgence. I feel like I've had to live three lifetimes of people talking about friends. <laughs> I'm with you on. I'm absolutely with you on friends. And of course, number one, Seinfeld. Uh, um, love curb. This. Uh, uh, I think. I don't know. It just Seinfeld feels like theater to me in a way that I don't like. I don't. know. We don't have to get into it. I just really don't like Seinfeld. All right. Yeah. We're 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 worlds apart. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so I've got a I've got a, a a lightning round of this or that for you. Okay. Uh, this or that. Okay. 
uh, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Dr. Katz versus the critic. The critic. Wings versus coach. Uh, um, wings. Family matters versus full house. Family matters. Felicity versus Dawson's Creek. I've never seen either. Yeah, big one. Have you seen them? No. <laughs> uh, Dawson's Creek. Okay. Uh, good. Good choice. Thanks. Uh, Mad about you versus Spin City. Spin City. In living color versus Mad TV. <sighs> um, I think in living color. Okay. Wow. I've always thought you was a Mad TV apologist. No. In fact, I tried watching Mad TV in the 90s, and I just... I I don't know what it was about it. It just was, like, too sporadic for me. It was, like, all over the place. And Living, yeah. Col- and Living Color is, too, but it was definitely, like, stylized and more controlled. And, of course, you got the uh, Jim Carrey element. Of course. <laughs> um, last one, Kids in the Hall versus UCB. Ooh, well, so as Andrew and I discussed, I originally had Kids in the Hall 6, and then during our conversation, I realized that Upright Citizens Brigade came out in 1998, and I upended Kids in the Hall out of 6. So it would be Upright Citizens Brigade for me. Um, you know, less, less, less TV, less, uh, episodes to work with, but everyone is, um, there, there are no, there are no bad ones, as people say. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I got to revisit that. Is that streamable anywhere? It is not. Um, unfortunately, I don't think so, unless Comedy Central has it. But um, I have the DVDs, and I actually, I was telling Andrew, I just put it in on Monday. I was watching Bucket of Truth, and it's, uh, it really does hold up. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I might have to invest in some DVDs. In, uh... <laughs> These are the times we're living in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure Amazon will be really happy with that order. <laughs> real? No, I'm gonna get them from on eBay and like spray them down. Uh, <laughs> Lice all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real, real quick. Uh, as a as a PSA, uh, something that I stumbled on this week is that the Criterion Channel, which you can get like on Roku or Apple TV or or all those things, mm-hmm. has a has a 14 day free trial and it is awesome it's really cool um like they've got a ton of stuff on there it's all you know pretty highbrow but uh for i mean 14 day free trial you know yeah the next 14 days might be pretty boring for people yeah that's a good suggestion criterion yeah for those who uh like their film a little little uh i don't, I don't know more elegant yeah a little french <laughs> yeah a little french yeah all right. Um, so a couple other, just well, what what actually just one question? Did you ever watch the show Northern Exposure? No, neither have I. But I wanted to identify one show that I've never seen from the '90s that I would like to watch at some point, and that's the one I picked. Do you have one? Um, I, you know, I'd like to. I'm embarrassed to say that uh, I've never watched the entire run of Mister Show. Um, yeah, neither have I. I think I think I've seen maybe like the first four or five episodes, but that's a show that seems like probably considering the people who are in it that it's a surefire thing for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I'll go Mr. Show. Cool. Yep. Cool. That's a very good choice. 
Um, anything else? No, no. I like doing this though. If uh, you can, you can call me. You guys can call me. Uh, you know, anytime, and you can even put a time limit on it. You can, you can say we got five minutes. <laughs> All right. We're about to hit 40. Okay. Well, you know, I could be brief too. (laughs) All right. Well, we, we appreciate uh, talking to you and uh, stay safe in New Mexico. You you said you're camping out. Have fun doing that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You stay safe up there, guys. (laughs) You were trying. Let us know if you find any toilet paper. Do what? Let us know if you find any toilet paper. I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that was uh, fun talking to everybody. Uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of shows, a lot of laughs. Uh, <laughs> um, we did uh, We did hear from um, our buddy Ethan. Uh, he wrote us about 1997. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Andrew's back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he said, hey guys, 1997 was a big year in my life. I've always seen 97 and 2001 as its own little cultural bubble where everything from that era has a certain cohesiveness. As far as Nickelodeon is concerned, it was probably the height of my own viewership um, and I had the fondest memories from that year. Snick had, in my opinion, the most solid lineup. Rugrats, all that, Keenan and Kel, and Kablam. Hmm. What do you think about a, a Snick lineup without Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, I respect it. I can't get behind it. <laughs> yeah. But. All right. Um, and those bumpers and promos were killer. Also, Nick in the afternoon was hitting its stride. Anyway, here's my list. His favorite Nick show was Figure It Out. Uh, his close call was Journey of Alan Strange, and his Ferguson was Angry Beavers. He said, "I just never got uh-huh. it. I just never got into the show and remember changing the channel a lot." Hmm. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> favorite books. Uh, these are all three. Goosebumps. His favorite is The Haunted School. Uh, his close call is Don't Go to Sleep. And his Ferguson is Monster Blood 4. They made four Monster Bloods? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That must have been the top selling book from the first year. Yeah. Weird. You know, not to go too far off track, but since we read that Are You Afraid of the Dark book, I kind of been jonesing for a Goosebumps or perhaps even another Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, a book? I've been jonesing to read them. Oh. <laughs> well, pick out, <laughs> pick, uh, pick out a uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, maybe, oh, yeah, let's collaborate. Let's pick out an Are You Afraid of the Dark okay. and do a new club. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure people okay. might have some time on their hands here. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite video games? He said The Curse of Monkey Island. Can't believe no one had oh, this right. as their favorite. Do you know that game? Yeah. It was, uh, we had it on the computer. Um, yeah, it was like a point and click, one of those just like funny, um, really cool design ones. Yeah, that's a great thing. Cool. Uh, his close call was Quake 2. Um, uh, and his Ferguson was the fact that he never played Goldeneye. <laughs> He, he said he'd watch people play, but he never tried it himself. Uh, <sighs> Bummer. Uh, favorite TV show is Smart Guy. Wow. Don't know that one. It's um, 
man, I feel like he's somebody's brother. Like the, he's their little brother in real life, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember, but I did see that a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, close calls, Johnny Bravo. Um, and he said no Ferguson, but he'll probably watch King of the Hill due to our recommendation. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hope he You're likes not it. Not gonna regret it. No, sir. <laughs> Favorite song is Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith. He said, This song changed my life perhaps more than any other. It introduced hip-hop to me when I was eight years old, ultimately influencing the music I ended up making as an adult. Wow. And then uh, his close calls are Just the Two of Us by Will Smith, um, Chasing Forever by Will Smith, All I Have to Give by Backstreet Boys, Mo Money, Mo Problems by Biggie, Jumper by Third Eye Blind, Go Out the Map uh, by Indigo Girls, Rose's Theme by James Horner from Titanic Uh, God Must Have Spent by NSYNC About Mr. Brown by OAR uh, and his Ferguson is I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy I did really love getting jiggy with it Oh yeah? Oh yeah uh, You were a big fan of it at the time or you have been since? I think, yeah, I mean I I loved it then I bought the album because of it Um, You know, I knew all those words uh it was great. It's a good year for Will Smith. Um, he said his favorite album was by Will Smith that year, not even close, Big Willie style. <laughs> his close call is Backstreet by Backstreet Boys or Third Eye Blind self-titled, and his Ferguson is Spice World soundtrack. Uh, favorite movies, Men in Black, which uh, we, we talked a lot about. Close Call, Good Burger, which uh, we mentioned we also yeah. are big fans of. Maybe one day we'll just... We'll, we'll talk about that movie maybe one day. Um, and then his Ferguson is Event Horizon. Um, oh, that's, wow. I think that's kind of a cool movie. Yeah, it definitely has some coolness to it. Um, I It is a little bit of a... Um, I mean, maybe not quite the movie, but I, I can understand not liking it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool. Yeah. Well, he said he said that uh, he went to a summer camp in the '90s where we'd go on field trips every Tuesday, and one day our head counselor, who was an old irresponsible dude named Bob, took a busload of seven to twelve-year-olds to go see this horrific rated R movie. <laughs> I was eight, and this scared me for li- this scarred me for life. Uh, there's a scene of a guy ripping his own eyes out, and it's literally never left my head. Yeah, this is my Ferguson, all right. My parents were livid. This movie has become notorious in my family because of my ridiculous experience only in the 90s. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's a good thing. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, he said, thanks again for doing uh, another one of these. I truly love that it was three hours long. Can't believe the 90s are almost over. You guys should do a couple more for the first years of the millennium. Your friend, Ethan. Yeah, nice. yeah thanks, Ethan. Um, yeah, people do seem to love these year in reviews. Maybe we'll just make the podcast like doing every year till 2020 (laughs) (laughs) until the world ends. (laughs) Um, but, uh, okay. Well that wraps up, uh, favorite non Nickelodeon shows. Uh, we, we do not know what we're doing next time. (laughs) Um, but maybe, yeah, but, uh, maybe we'll look at a book. Uh, maybe we'll pick a new book for book club and let you guys know oh, yeah. what to seek out. We'll try to find something where it looks like there's actually a couple copies available online or something. 
Mm. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to find us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Ethan did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes, uh, hear us on Podbean, tell a friend. That's always really helpful. Hope everybody out there is staying safe and uh, you know, not losing their minds. Uh, and maybe maybe in a week or two here, Andrew, I'll, I'll see you in person again. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. What? You on the ball with the kid? Watch your step, you might fall trying to do what I did. Mama, uh, mama, uh, I'ma come close side in the middle of the club with the rubber dub. Uh, no love for the haters, the haters. Mad cause I got floor seats at the Lakers. See me on the 50 yard line with the Raiders. Met Ali, he told me I'm the greatest. I got the fever for the flavor of a crowd pleaser. DJ play another from the president, your highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off. But go off and get shit short And you don't stop In the winter order Summertime I makes it high Getting jiggy with them Well, that's our show for today This is Dr. Crane signing off And wishing you good mental health yeah, I, I love that song as much as I do. Yeah, I don't think anybody like in a bar is going, "Oh, cool, flagpole sitta." Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. And if they are, hell yeah, it's like uh, it's like some guy you don't want to talk to. Yeah, right, exactly. Max just asked me if we have if we're going to have to talk about the shows that we chose. <laughs> I said, um, "Are you choosing shows you've never seen?" <laughs> Oh, hold on one second. You there? Oh, sorry. I heard something about mortgage payments. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was like an electronic voice that said something about mortgage payments. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. Um, yes, Max, you're going to have to talk about shows on your list. Um, I mean, you guys sound fine. I just keep hearing this electronic voice of like your mortgage payment. <laughs> so strange uh, Weird. Funny. Um, well do you want to just pretend like we're starting over <clears throat> sure are you going to hear the mortgage thing again <laughs> I have no idea I hope so kind of <laughs> okay <laughs> um, yeah good good and if you find the name of that um, unsolved mystery story the one about the wife yes will you let me I know? will let you know thank you I'm, I'm, you won't be able to sleep for a week. I'm deeply intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll look for it as soon as we hang up. All right, cool.